so wisely, very knowledgeably tell us how haunted is Singapore? I would say in the olden days, perhaps yes. But then again, uh, where do you draw the night whether it's haunted or not? You know, A clean place can be haunted. The views, information and opinions expressed in this podcast and this YouTube channel are solely the views of the individuals involved. It does not reflect the views of their organizations, employers and employees past, present and future. This episode of Uncool contains supernatural themes and situations. Viewer discretion is advised. This episode of Uncool is supported by Mr. Toe's Ghost Stories. In the depths of the night, Dennis Chu, also known as Mr. Toe, invites his celebrity friends and fellow Singaporeans to share their true first-hand local ghostly encounters. And they revisit the sites together to further investigate the supernatural entities that live among us. Mr. Toe's Ghost Stories is available for viewing now on the MeWatch platform. Like this show? Then rate it 5 stars and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uncool is a podcast by creatives at work. It is produced, written, and hosted by Sean Lee Wincheong and co-hosted by Yenling Lo, co-produced by Raven Lim and edited by Ray Ng. Uncool. It's cool to be uncool. You know, Yenling, some people may find this uncool, right? But, you know, I actually think that supernatural stories are very, very cool. Unless, of course, they happen to you. Lah. Yeah, it is fine when it's generously told by other people, but when it happens to you, then... No thanks. That's why I've got very bad respect today for our guests. They actually went out to chase these stories as told by other people and then they let it happen to them or so. <laughs> well, somewhat. So who are we talking about? Well, I've got Kok uh, Kong here. He's a producer and director of this series called uh, Mr. Zhou's uh, Ghost Story. Sorry, my Chinese very bad, so I'm not going to say the name in Chinese. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then wisely, he's one of the guests of it and I think he calls himself like a, a, one of the ghost hunters or something. He was on the show. But uh, of course, they'll introduce themselves better than I just did. So yes, I'll let them introduce themselves. My name is Wisely. So of course, you know, I, I do have my day job, uh, but you know, uh, as a hobby, as an interest, uh, I'm part of the Society of Paranormal Investigators Singapore. We are interested in investigating anything that's related to supernatural paranormal. I'm a television producer, director, and been doing this uh, job for my entire adulthood, I guess. And uh, the show actually was uh, pitched by uh, my colleague at Ochre Pictures. As some of the viewers or listeners out there might know that, you know, like Zhou Chongqing or Dennis Chu, this Mediacorp artist, has a very popular radio show called Zhou Gong Jiang Gui. It's a long-running radio show, uh, essentially about talking about, you know, uh, ghost stories, right? And uh, we decided to pitch a show uh, as a spin-off from this uh, radio show. And the concept is to basically put together, you know, three Singaporeans with one uh, local celebrity in each episode. And we want to bring them to revisit some of these uh, haunted places uh, in Singapore. Because we know that, you know, I mean, uh, Singapore is famous for some, you know, ghost stories like be in army, barracks, uh, you know, uh, some reservoirs. Uh, certain HDB blocks, cemeteries, etc., etc. So we took the approach of theming the episodes according to uh, certain locations. 
So each episode, we basically through the research and talking to friends and contacts and so on, uh, we put together three guests who share encountering, you know, supernatural experiences in certain similar locations. So this show, as you mentioned, is uh, by Walker Pictures. It's also produced by Mediacorp. You can, it's available on MeWatch. Uh, some episodes are on YouTube, I think. Uh, Actually, all so the episodes it, are on YouTube, uh, I think. Oh. All episodes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All episodes on YouTube. So if you want to catch it, you should go catch it there. This is a five-star rated show. Seriously, uh, I personally, I think it is, it's, I'm absolutely addicted to the show. Uh, very exciting to watch. But then if you ask me, hey, you want to go and shoot or not? I'll say, hey, no, you sell. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, exactly how sell are you? To be honest, uh, it is definitely not easy to make a show like this because it is factual in nature, meaning it, it might be a bit easier. It might be a bit easier to make a drama series out of all these ghost stories simply because, you know, like, you know, you're not exactly revisiting some spooky places right that people tell you that you know it really happens here etc right i guess first and foremost i am not very superstitious in nature meaning you know uh i don't feel like you know i might be offending you know the spirit and therefore you know uh, causing trouble uh, to myself it's really not just me i mean but at the same time it took quite a lot of effort on us to source for like camera crew you know uh production team members who share my similar view about you know hey let's just go into this with respect and etc and let's not get too superstitious about it the good news is that you know like we survived you know we have made like the entire eight parts uh, series uh we really went to some of the so-called most haunted places in Singapore and and also some spooky experiences really did happen as uh, wisely we'll share later. We survived, you know, my life is still okay, you know, uh, no pantang, no bad shit, you know. Yeah, so it was all good. Yeah. You know, wise, wisely you're laughing there, but I'm, I'm thinking you're more sell than Kok Hong, right? Because Kok Hong, actually, he's doing this for a check. You are doing it for a hobby. It's like you're doing it for fun. First of all, for all our listeners out there, I think a lot of them might not even know that. What's the group called? Singapore Paranormal Activity. Yes, yes, yes. Investigators. First and foremost, we, me and my friends, we, we are actually very excited and uh, indeed very honoured to be part of the production. This is really, you know, uh, like what Kohong mentioned, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a production that is factual. So it's very different from any other shows, you know, that we see overseas to film something related to paranormal. This is very exciting for us. So basically, uh, we are all one big family with a common interest in paranormal. So many, many years back, you know, we started off as... Uh, online platform so people come to the forum to discuss things related to paranormal and slowly we evolve and uh, we got a little bit more serious uh, it's still our hobby but but it's, it's, it's never commercial so to further expand our interest we, we went on to set up uh, get ourselves registered as a society so we call ourselves uh, society of paranormal investigators singapore spi for short we are attracted or rather i'm attracted to you know ghost stories movies shows you know um, in particular, in, in, in the early days, right, we have actually those uh, vampire movies from Hong Kong, you know, mm, whereby the, zomb- yeah, yeah, yeah. the zombie jump around, you know, you stick a yellow piece of paper. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in a way, I'm very attracted to all these topics, you see. So as I grow older, I tend to do more research. 
and I stumbled upon this uh, platform, this online forum. So I got in, and then you know, and then you know, along the way, I I meet many more people with uh, with common interests. For us, we always want to find out the truth. And uh, something unique about us, you know, that we all agree is that we actually use a uh, scientific method to find out uh, things related to supernatural and paranormal. But at the same time, we do not just brush, you know, religious, cultural belief aside. We actually incorporate them together. And to a certain extent, I feel that this is what makes this group, our group, uh, unique. Uh, whereby, you know, some other groups out there overseas, they may tend to skew towards to a particular side. So for us, we, we, we try to strike a balance. And uh, I think there are good results. You know, we managed to find out and uncover a lot of uh, interesting things along the way just by being open-minded and we, you know, using scientific. At the same time, we also rely on certain information that we get from various uh, religion and cultural beliefs. I cannot imagine what your friends and family must think of you when you're doing all of this though. Like, there's one thing, having an interest, which I myself, I'm a little bit interested in it, but I will not go out and chase such experiences. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just imagining you're at home and be like, hey, I'm going out now. Hey, where are you going? So like, oh, I'm going to chase like a supernatural <laughs> ghost. <laughs> this is quite true, you know. Uh, you know, I think Yelly mentioned, you know, uh, when people run away from ghosts, we, 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 we do the opposite. Because we actually got one uh, incident, we all heard something, uh, a lady screaming at our ear when we enter a particular building. So the normal reaction for many people will be, will be, you know, to run away. But the three of us, the three of us, we actually ran forward to try to find oh. out yeah, where the sound <laughs> comes from, you know. So this I can is imagine the, the sparkle in the eyes the moment like yeah, you guys yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's like everyone was like, oh my god, I'm going to tell them. You're like, oh cool. And then you go like run in. <laughs> Hey, here's another cool show I need to tell you about. Third Rail is the new Oka Pictures blockbuster. This psychological thriller is about a train ride that goes horribly wrong when a sinister group hijacks a train. Time to rock and roll. Everybody get down! Get if that's not cool or premise enough, Third Rail was also shot on one of the biggest sets ever built in Singapore. Just how big? Well, big enough for two decommissioned MRT train carriages. And you know what else is cool? The cast. It star started featuring Rebecca Lim, Andy Chen, Vanessa Van der Straten, New Aini, and more. I think it's a history-making drama and for sure very, very cool. Third Rail is available on MeWatch. That is www.mewatch.sg. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no wish to hurt anyone. But you will get hurt if you do not follow my instructions. You can also catch other Oka Pictures productions such as Justice Boo, Mind Jumper, Last Madame and all seasons of Lion Mums on the same MeWatch platform. Last Madame is also available on Netflix. She was their head. This was her house. She was their madame. You mentioned scientific, so is that your is your day job also related to science? Kind of true because we are we 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 all come from different professions. I'm from the education sector. We have uh, members, you know, who are who are engineers, who are technicians, you know, in IT in, in mechanical. So we are all very scientific people. Yeah. So so let, let, let me let me just get this straight. So you are a science teacher by in the day. Not a science teacher, but I'm you know I'm an educate, educator. Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> educator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wisely, very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. Tell us how haunted is Singapore. Well, if you, if you ask me how haunted is Singapore, uh, I can tell you it's quite challenging. Is uh, I mean, look at look at Singapore now. 
it, it is so urbanized. Um, you don't really see the environment, you know, like you know, like the offshore island, the the barracks, you know, the old houses, you know. Technically, there's no abundant buildings in Singapore. It's either state owned or you owned by some some people out there. So, um, if you ask me, you know, how haunted? Because we must first understand, you know, if if there's really spirits and entities, they do not stay there forever. If you if you actually change the environment, you disrupt the the energy level. They may not be there anymore. Either they will just disappear, or they will just you know go to other places. If uh, some people you know who, who are involved in certain activities, they may attract all these entities. They may stay with them. So if you ask me how haunted is Singapore, I would say, uh, in the olden days, perhaps yes. All right, with the with the history of the war, or and and also with all the old buildings around, the environment is uh conducive enough for, for the spirits to entities to reside. But if you if you look at it now, it's so urbanized and uh, everywhere you see it's brightly lit. Uh, if you ask me whether it's haunted or not, I, I, I will not think so really. But then again, uh, where do you draw the night whether it's haunted or not? You know, A clean place, all right, a very clean place can be haunted depending on the activities that you do there. Uh, like what Kohong mentioned, you know, if, if you are doing some things, you know, the burning incense or what, in a way that's not guided, you know, by certain rules and, you know, so-called, you know, uh, uh, beliefs, you know, um, you, you may actually in, attract entities around. While we do believe in, in, in the existence of the ghosts and spirits, but we are always out there to try out, to find the definition, the characteristic. So we, we do not just say that, you know, um, people just ask, you know, uh, is, is it, is this place haunted? You know, um, uh, tell us a, a ghost story. So uh, it's not so simple. I have personally not really experienced, you know, like I can't say that I, I'm a 100% non-believer, but I would rather not totally get involved in this. All right. Simply because I feel that, you know, uh, I, I, I just don't want to think about this thing because, you know, we spend so much time working late into the night. We spend so uh, entire life living mostly on our own and all that you know so yeah i just don't want to allow this idea of you know having another entity around me to kind of like so-called disturb my sense of being able to handle you know being on my own i remember you said that you need to, to persuade crew to come and shoot with you certainly there were some cameraman or sound man who would rather not get involved simply because uh, they were uncomfortable. There were also other production members like assistant produ a producer or, you know, or a PA, etc. We had a PA who basically had a, a panic attack, you know, before the first shoot happened. So she quit on us because, you know, like she just couldn't deal with it, you know. So we had to be very upfront, of course, you know, from the, from the start when, it, when we approached people to assemble the team. So those that were not comfortable, surely, you know, we have to respect that. And the truth is that, uh, I mean, most production personnel, you know, because of the nature of the of our job, right? I mean, we make factual uh, TV contents, right? So we, you know, pre-pandemic, we, we, we used to travel a lot for this kind of productions. So for a lot of guys like me, you know, like we have done all kinds of stories uh, all through our life. So we learn to not allow any judgment to interfere with what we do. 
you know, just go in with an open mind. And as I said, you know, like it, it's not that I do not believe in it. It is the choice to, to, to remain respectful and not be too superstitious about it at the same time. And at the same time, you know that you're not exactly doing anything wrong or bad or offending these entities in the process, right? In fact, you are basically helping them to tell their stories. And as a matter of fact, you know, uh, this is a, a very strange production because uh, it started out very, very challenging, but somehow it all fell into place very, very smoothly. There's this a popular variety show called Just Swipe La, Swa Yi Swa. So they also make a whole episode about our show before we launch. And I was telling the, the script writer back then that, you know, like I, I, I have to believe that, you know, the, uh, the spirit really wanted us to tell their story simply because they were really helping us along the process, you know, because there were so many things that just, somehow fell into place, you know. But to clarify, so everything fell into place. That means on all your shoots, something happened. No lah. I, I wish <laughs> because, I wish. Because, really because wish. I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining it's, it's factual, right? It's, it's yes. factual, right? So what if you went down there and nothing happened? What is scarier that you went there and something happened or you went there and nothing happened and got to reshoot? Because that's also very scary. No, the thing is that the concept of the show is about, you know, getting these Singaporeans uh, uh, in each episode to, to recount their encounters, right? So we did not really seek out, you know, uh, any of these real haunted incidents to happen in the course of our shoot. We did not seek that out in the first place. And to be honest with you, uh, it wouldn't be ethical to seek that out as well, simply because, you know, as you know, even though the camera crew had agreed to it, but it did not mean that they wanted to really, like, like, like you guys said earlier, you know, chase after the ghost, right? We, we, yeah, <laughs> because we don't want anything bad to happen to anybody if we really really saw an entity in front of our eyes or the camera right so seeking out you know this uh, real spooky experiences was not part of our agenda yeah our agenda was to just basically uh find the compelling uh singaporean uh stories and and just share it as it is you know in in the most factual way and uh, four episodes out of eight that we produced where we really, really managed to capture some supernatural, you know, incidents on camera. Yeah, so that was good enough. And it kind of leads me to wisely because in this particular episode he was in, something very dramatic happened. I'm not going to say it here, right, and give away any spoiler if you've not watched it on YouTube or Me Watch or something. Uh, but I would encourage you to watch it if you haven't. So there you are shooting it in the middle of the dark of nowhere. And all that was happening before your eyes. Uh, what's the first thing that came to your mind? Because I was handling one of the cameras, you know, we had three cameras uh, for this shoot, right? So I was shooting. I was just fully focusing on what I was shooting and all that, right? So while the incident happened, you know, uh, I was, I would say, one of the last one to find out, you know. <laughs> um, what happened was that uh, in the course of, Telling the ghost stories uh, in ancient Chinese cemetery on that offshore island, all of us heard certain weird female singing sound coming from the forest.
we were basically in the middle of a forest, you know, and the forest, inside the forest, there's this small patch of old Chinese cemetery. You see like Chinese graveyards and uh, tomb tombstones and all that. And then it was true. All of us heard a very faint woman sound. It, it was like some kind of like singing sound, but it was just somewhere far away. You could e even feel like, you know, could, could it be like, Someone singing in the while camping in the forest, that kind of sound, right? I then decided to ask my sound man to come with me. You know, let's go and chase after this. Let's go and record this voice. Let's go into the forest, get as near as we could to the source of the voice because we wanted to just record it because everyone in the cast, Chongqing and all that, had already mentioned it. You know, there's something there's something behind us we could hear it we could hear it right so i said okay let while everyone was taking a break i said let two of us you know i brought my camera then the sound man was like with the boom mic and all that so i told the sound man hey shall we go and record the sound of this spooky sound you also hear right you can hear it, right and he just very gamely said yes and when he went in right he really went all in you know he was really just like on his headphone, focusing on like following the, 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 the source of the sound. And we really, two of us cut through the cemetery, went deep into the forest, and it was just the two of us, you know, and it was completely pitch dark. Oh, we had like a small little uh, torch, you know, on our forehead, you know, and that was it. Not every sound man would be as willing to do something like this, but that sound man that came on that shoot happened to be completely okay to do that, you know. So two of us just went, cut through the cemetery and went into the forest and tried to get as close. And the sound man was like, so he was really, really like intense and really, really like recording. And I knew that, you know, we were already getting something, right? So I continued to shoot and it was pitch dark. I had no lights whatsoever. So I was like just rolling the camera with the highest uh, ISO. And then as I came out of the forest with the, with the sound man, that was when Dennis Chiu Chongqing came to me to say that his face was like all pale. And he said that we have to abort the shoot. We have to get out. We have to get out. We have to get out. Maybe it's best for me to leave this area first. Then I'll see how. That was only when I realized that something went very, very wrong. But because I was in the forest, so I was the last one to find out about it together with the sound man. So this is not something that you could plan or could ask for, you know, like it could be any other sound man that would tell me that, you know, like, hey, sorry, bro, you know, like, I don't think it's a good idea because, you know, and you have to respect that, you know, and then I will have a trouble because I wouldn't really know how to record sound on boom mic and using the mixer and so on, right? I think that it's time to let Wisely share this story because he was very close to it. So, uh, as I shared in the show, you know, at the, at, at the jetty, you know, I, I actually told Chongqing, you know, I'm, you know, 9 out of 10, I hope that something happened. <laughs> or rather, you know, not, not something bad happened, but, you know, we managed to capture something. Uh, we, we don't need to provoke them, you know, we just go there and share their stories. And uh, I actually got a feeling that we actually may capture something. If you focus uh, enough and uh, you are actually able to, to attract their attention because uh, your, your mind is in tune with them, the right frequency. So you are actually, you know, as you share the story, you're actually uh, 
in a way, in a way, you know, getting their attention. So the environment, the atmosphere is perfect. And uh, it's, it's a rare opportunity that, you know, uh, all the professionals are around, the sound man, <laughs> so many cameras around, you know, because we couldn't, we ourselves as a ghost hunter, we cannot cover all these areas, you know, uh, with our limited resources and uh, knowledge. Uh, we may have our EMF, you know, we have our one or two uh, cameras and all this. For example, the, 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 the audio, the sound, uh, is something that, you know, uh, that many times we tend to overlook because we tend to focus too much on our feelings, uh, visual. The sound is actually very important because sometimes entities, they may not manifest themselves, but they will communicate to us through certain, you know, either a higher or lower frequency that, you know, can be captured, you know, uh, on certain devices. Then when, when we play back, we can actually hear it. Yeah, so this is very similar to what we have encountered uh, many years ago at the same location. Even as you're recounting it, like, you know, my, my hair is standing out on end because I, I remember I'm just having flashbacks to that, that episode that I watched. Just to add on, this also gives us a new perspective, you know, because many times those uh, ghosts or spirits or entities that we encounter, they are really like they are really like fragments of uh memories images it, it's all distorted you know to have something that actually remember us for more than five years uh five six seven years yeah seven so many years, years you know it's yeah, a, seven it, years. yeah seven years it's really amazing it's really amazing it, this actually provide us with a very good case study that you know entities some some entities at least they do remember because you're saying that how part of your job uh, part of your interest is to find like rational science explanations for this sort of thing are you able to come up with one for in this particular example lorenzo he's fine now don't worry <laughs> so i was holding on to him you know the various signs and symptoms that he displayed or rather the surrounding display is not normal feels uh, very very angry i suddenly feel very cold anyway this is not something that you you can get it or you can explain then you know uh, i realized you know something is around us trying to reach out to us so while holding on to him, you know, I was trying to assess the situation. Uh, luckily, you know, um, it, it, it didn't escalate uh, a lot. There's no scientific explanation. And this is what uh, we classify as paranormal. If things can be explained through science, then it's not paranormal, it's normal. So this is our, always our first card. We try to solve it first, uh, find an answer. If all fails, then we will label this as a paranormal. This is uh, a, a good information and good case study for us. You know, uh, second time we have this because uh, if you ask me, this is a very typical case of a, of a possession uh, at a very initial stage. So um, yes, we don't we don't really get this. Yeah, just to understand what you said, we said that things did escape. So if you had not left uh, with you, Dennis Kongo had not left at that point and you stayed longer, then. Would, what would have what do you think would have happened i think there are a lot of possibilities uh it's really depending on uh how we can assist lorenzo because the the the, the entity clearly uh she is uh, targeting at lorenzo it's basically like the is a viral infection you you are infected by the, by the virus your body got to fight it and then uh the doctors you know, you know the healthcare workers we will support you so uh, there are a lot of possibilities what may happen so it's, it's, it's case by case. So if uh, the, the worst case scenario will be, will be, you know, he really went into a deep possession. Uh, if that's the case, uh, it, it will be quite uh, tricky to handle because uh, if, okay, if you believe in ghosts and spirits and entities, clearly we all have a soul in, the, in this physical body. So if something external tries to enter your body, 
there will clearly be a fight. Your own soul and the spirit. So who will win, who will lose, nobody knows. Yeah. So uh, I, I can't tell you what will happen. You know, it's, it really depends on individual. Me standing beside Lorenzo, you know, uh, the, the first thing that I actually felt uh, was actually the, the sudden dip in the temperature. It was quite a humid, humid night. And it's only for the four of you, so the rest of the crew didn't feel cold. I felt that too. I felt that too. We felt the change of temperature definitely in the forest back then, you know, especially in natural environments because uh, it could be due to a lot of, you know, factors, right? Like winds, conditions, air or anything, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but the sudden drop in temperature was just one thing. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, um, I was standing beside Lorenzo and beside me was uh, Chongqing, Dennis. So uh, I could actually felt someone, you know, gently pushing me. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. We, we... Which made me, you know, turn to the side. And true enough, you know, even Chongqing also felt felt someone, you know, some presence over there. If I only felt it on my, on my own, you know, I may be imagining things. But if two person also felt it, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, yes, it's very weird. weird. And after that, you know, uh, Lorenzo, when he got affected, you know, his emotion, the change in emotion, his face, you know, his skin color, when I touch him, it's really cold. And this is one of the signs symptoms, you know, that, you know, when you touch the person, it's cold. He's really feeling very cold. And uh, for the sudden drop of temperature, you know, uh, although we're in the forest, you know, there may be sudden dip in the temperature. But uh, this also, you know, overlap with some one of the theory called a cold spot. Uh, when entities try to manifest themselves, they will draw the energy and, you know, apparently uh, create, you know, a sudden dip in the, in the temperature. When we say dip, it's really deep, you know. Uh, it could be more than 10 degrees. Yeah, it's not one or two degrees, yeah, that kind of thing. So it's very obvious. And uh, I also noticed there was a drizzle, um, the later part, okay? And I realized you know, the area that we were filming, it was dry. Uh. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. At that moment when I think I think uh, they all were saying, okay, we need to go to the jetty. The producer mind of mine just immediately said, everybody tell to the jetty and leave the PAs behind to clear the rubbish. <laughs> and I'm like, man! <laughs> I was like, oh, the first thing I was I... I'm going to take my hats off. I'm going to clap for these PAs for their job because then they had to go in there and clear all of that stuff and all the gear and everything. Oh man, I'm going to forget it. Just sound, sound, sound. Just your power down there. <laughs> the thing is that I think all of us were still quite calm. You know, the the crew members. We were still. We are. Uh, we didn't like. You know, get all paranoid about it. Yeah, we were still quite calm. We were still doing our job. Lorenzo recovered. Uh, the moment we left the forest. You know, just the moment we cross the, the, the barrier, you know, the barrier between the forest and the so-called public, pu public environment. Yeah, he just uh, very quickly recovered. So we had a happy ending. It must be so weird to be a resident on the island and to hear that singing every day. And there were very few remaining residents on the island today. You know, and most of them are, are old, older folks already, you know. I mean, all the young ones have child. The older folks are, 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 are more calm about these things. La. They probably find the monkeys more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Is this one of the, the bigger things that happened to you in your time of doing all these paranormal investigations? We, we have similar cases before. And uh, uh, on my personal account, I do witness young Singaporeans, you know, uh, getting possessed so-called and then you know um they went into you know hysterical and uh, we have to find ways to help them to to calm them down to resolve the the, the situation 
uh, of course, you know, for, for this, uh, ep- this episode, it didn't escalate to that extent. Uh, but definitely, this is something that we have been through before. Uh, but, you know, we, we do it for, 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 for fun, for hobby, but we, we, we are very serious about it. And we sometimes also get calls from the public that requires help, uh, be it their house or the individual, him or herself. So we, we need all this case study to equip ourselves with the right experience because we, we, we cannot just find an answer from a book or from someone. We have to plug information all over the place and try to piece them down together, just like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So was there ever a time when someone called you down, right? And say something's happening at my house. And then actually you found a very reasonable explanation for what was happening. Yeah, plenty of it. Uh, even before we went down, sometimes we try to help them via phone calls or, you know, through emails, you know, to give them some advice to see if the problem persists. And then we, tr- we do it step by step. We don't straight away go down uh, because we do it for free, ma. If you want to discover more uncool stories, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also tell us your uncool stories at contact at creativesatwork.asia and you can find out how we can partner together. Now that sounds like a pretty cool idea to me. But I'm also thinking, right, you know, because I, I do PM, PCM producing sometimes. I'm also quite curious and I've never done a, a shoot like this before. And I actually hope I never have to. But uh, Kong, on you and your your team side, what kind of preparation did you have to make in order to go for a shoot like this? And then did you guys even think like, okay, if something happened, this is our plan B? You know, did you have all of these thoughts running in your head before you all went into a shoot like this? To be honest, there wasn't, as you know, in, in Singapore doing TV production and all that, most of the time you're just in a mad rush, right? So you had to get your script ready, you had to get your script approved, you had to like get your team and, and everything ready and all that. So by the time like things are like ready, then that's it, go shoot already. So, I mean, you also cannot over prep for such supernatural situations, right? Because nobody could predict so in the first place i guess um because unlike wisely you know i'm very inexperienced in this i didn't go in expecting any spooky experiences to really happen i went in thinking that it would just be like any of the factual productions that i have done in the past where you just go and basically film something according to your script or your vision or your plan on that offshore island before we started filming we we did burn a whole pile of uh chinese offering papers and candles and joysticks and with the hot kuei with the oranges as offerings and all that before we started you know filming the 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 interviews about their ghost stories and and i remember wisely was telling all of us uh, after that you know the moment you started burning the candles or the moment you started using incense in that kind of environments right away you would naturally attract them to you because you burn all this to call oh them to God. you right right wisely right so it's like drawing attention to yourself so wisely your 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 advice would actually have been don't do that is it if you don't do it and you just went straight into filming or do whatever you want uh, you may not draw them, but your speech, your action, you know, the frequency will also naturally draw them. Oh. Yeah. So, but, 
so by by burning incense or candles, yes, you are actually you know in a way uh communicating to them, but it's all done out of respect. You know, we don't want to provoke anything or anyone. We are just here to to film to tell your story. So uh, we we you know it is done in a very respectful manner. So this is also our take when we go out for go hunting or what. Uh, we we don't provoke them. We always go out, you know, uh, with uh with the with a very respectful uh mindset. If you ask me again, I will still think that is is right you know, to do a bit of uh prayers offerings. Yeah. Okay, but why is the I got to just 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 to understand from your experience, do you get a do you ever encounter scenarios whereby these these things or these entities, I want to call them, uh, actually follow you like home or something out of you know, away, you know, like let's say let's say it follows you to the jetty away from or back to Singapore and back to home and all that. Uh, would that have been possible? Um, if within a small group, within a small group, uh, it, we 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 have better control. Uh, just like just like our episode after that, we actually did a bit of uh, cleansing using cultural methods. I think that helps, you know, be it spiritually or psychologically. So, but uh, in a very big group, we may not be able to control. We can also only give advice because we do have, you know, uh, big groups following us in the early days to do cemeteries, you know, to, to, to tell stories. Some of them do feedback to us, you know, uh, they, they still feel or sense something when they got home. But usually this kind of thing will, you know, go off after a few days. Kong, after producing eight episodes, especially since you started out as a not really believer how did producing the eight episodes affect your psyche now and about this particular aspect of the suit of the paranormal i remember going back to the office uh after the shoot like at 4 a.m 5 a.m you know and i was alone in the office and then having to like lock up office and all that i remember i was so 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 terrified of having to even go to the toilet to pee, even though that I urgently needed to pee because I was all by myself and the entire office space was like quite dark, right? So for, for a period of time, I was like really, really like very conscious about, you know, uh, this thing exists. But uh, by now, I guess, you know, we wrapped the shoot like two months already, I think, you know, <laughs> so I think things kind of like return to normal. We always go through, as human, we always go through this, right? I mean, like, I mean, unless it's like a huge trauma, la, where it will haunt you for the rest of your life, right? Like, for example, we, we, we suffered so much during the pandemic now that things are slowly going back to normal and all that. We kind of like, okay, go back to the old self a little bit more, right? We kind of also like forget, have forgotten, you know, quite a fair bit about how much we just suffered, you know, in 2020, for example. I did not want to so-called go into this as a believer because I feel that if I fully believe in it, no offense to uh, Wisely, Wisely, they, they know how much I respect and love all of them. Yeah, but it's just personally for me, I my, my, my choice is that I would rather not be a believer simply because I feel that it will affect my day-to-day living. Yeah. But- so, but from your experience from the eight episodes, what do you think was the coolest? Wisely's one obviously is very dramatic, but in general, which what do you think was the coolest episode you did? I mean, definitely the offshore one was the coolest because it was really real. It really happened, and we managed we managed to you know capture it on camera, which was very rare. Other than that, there was another episode that we made about haunted buildings, right? And uh, we went to this really really scary looking black and white house. 
And that particular experience was also quite cool because uh, it really felt very, very, very spooky uh, right there. And so spooky to the point of uh, my cameraman just refused to shoot the building after that, you know, when I need, knew that, you know, I still needed to shoot a few more angles of the building just for the sake of making the show look more cool. So I had to take over the camera from my main cameraman because he just didn't feel comfortable anymore. And he told me that I think you already have enough. Got Hong, don't push it. Don't push it. So we, we kind of like escalated in a little bit of hand situation between me and the cameraman because I, I, I told him that, hey, you know, it's fine if you don't want to shoot it. Just let me take over the camera. No offense, but let me take over the camera because I, I would like to now that we are here, we still have a bit more time. I just personally would like to have a bit more shots, even if I don't use it in the end. I ended up filming it, you know. And then I also remember while we were filming that episode, so one of the stories was about an army camp uh, that was built on a plot of old Malay cemetery. So because there was a, a very important angle to that, ending to the story you know like the the the, the profile uh shared that you know like they realized that why it was so spooky why you cannot eat pork why pork is banned in this environment because they knew that it used to be a malay cemetery right here as a producer i i needed to get some malay cemetery uh footage you know at night right just to have that as the ending to the story right and we went to the Malay cemetery at night and my cameraman also didn't feel comfortable anymore by then. You know, it's not because, you know, he was being uh, unprofessional or anything. He just couldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. So same thing. They all stay in the van. So I took over the camera and I did it myself. So yeah. You sound very committed to your Kong. So I wanted to ask you from a producer's point of view, right? Topics like Supernatural, they're not very original in the sense. I mean, from a TV perspective. Yeah, right? no, there's, of there's, course not. There's plenty, plenty of, of shows. When you approach a topic like this where it has been done like many, many times, how do you find originality in it? Well, I think in the first place, a, uh, a factual goes so-called documentary, you know, it, it was the real accounts from all these Singaporeans that we invited on the show yeah so for us is is one is that it, it is definitely an opportunity to just basically share it as it is you know as they experienced it right so this is something already quite rare in singapore even though perhaps other countries have done a lot right but in singapore because of our censorship and so on right you know we never got to really make a factual ghost uh, series like this one right so in, in, on that note, it is already a little bit fresh la, or groundbreaking because uh, most of our ghost series are like, you know, drama, dramatized or fiction, right? Uh, and in terms of how to keep it original and all that, I think we just, I, we just kept to the, the concept from the beginning because we pitched it in this way and the broadcaster bought the concept in that, in this way as well. And I had to like deliver according to what we pitch to the broadcaster in the first place. Otherwise, they will hold me responsible, right? I went through like, uh, uh, you know, intensive or in-depth research with them before we decided to go with them. And, and we went through this important casting process like, to just make sure 
these are the kind of people that we could trust. These are the kind of people who are credible because there would be a lot of people who just may, might just want to do a TV show and then they can just say whatever they want on camera and there's no way that you can, you know, fact check or whatsoever, right, for this kind of stories. Yeah, but someone like Wisely, for example, when you talk to him, you already know that, you know, he is trustworthy, right? He is, you know, uh, credible. You know, and, and knowledgeable, uh, as a matter of fact, you know. So yeah, I think we managed to put together all this important combination of like great characters, uh, compelling stories that they could share. And also, you know, we, the most important selling point, I guess, would be to just really like bring the crew and everyone to this really haunted spooky places you know in the middle of the night and just film it there and see what will happen and we also use like some of these scientific devices are uh, like emf meter as well as a uh, uh, thermal sensor you know to just uh, uh, we learn all this from people like wisely because you know they are the expert in this field they were the one who uh, recommended or advised us right on this technicality so yeah i think this is the combination of um you know, various factors that make it work. On this show, we're always talking about the psyche of of um, what you do. Do you think this hobby of yours that you've been doing for so many years has affected your outlook on life and how, how you live it? Definitely, yes. I mean, something common among us, uh, the paranormal group, is that no matter how big or small the matter is, we will always try to find out the rationale uh the reasoning behind it and uh if someone tells us something we will always ask questions you know ask and ask who what when how why we will always do that this is some something like a, our second nature whereby you know some of uh my other friends you know who are not so interested in paranormal they may not may not be so critical so for us i think in a way we have this common uh you know uh, uh nature in us you know me and my friends you know lorenzo or some other friends you know uh, we always ask a lot of questions. Yeah, not 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 because we don't believe or we are we are being rude or disrespectful. We want to know more. We want to know the rationale behind it, and we cannot just blindly follow it. And 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 if if you talk about uh you know how how does this affect us? I think paranormal is something not new to everyone. In in the history of human civilization, human beings have been interacting with the paranormal world all the time. If you talk about ancestor worship. Many cultures have that. And who are the ancestors? Technically speaking, they are entities, they are spirits. And if you define spirits as, you know, spirit of the dead, of the deceased, then ancestor falls under this category. So if you perform ancestor worship to a certain extent, you also handle or deal with something supernatural. But you do it with a set of rule and reg regulation. That's why you're not afraid. We are only afraid. We are fearful whereby we do not have a guideline. We are exposed to a lot of uncertainties. This gets us nervous and we tend to, you know, either overthink, hallucinate, and we try to, you know, we tend to uh, scare ourselves. So if we're aware of all this information, all this, uh, uh, you know, uh, the knowledge that we gather, this way we can actually, you know, uh, counter our fear. So in life, this is how we counter our fear. You know, we, we can be fearful of a lot of things. A paranormal is just one of the many things. Uh, so with that mindset, we can use the same approach to overcome our fear in many things. So you see, we have money, we have uh, food. A lot of us, you know, uh, that the lot, you know, um, people who are not familiar with uh, Asian culture, 
they will think that, oh, you are trying to bribe uh, the spirits, you know, using money. You burn paper money, you are so materialistic, you know, it's all about money. But this is not the case, actually. There is a reason behind burning Joss paper, you know, uh, the, the gold, gold paper or the silver paper, you know, there, there's a reason to it. It's actually to appease them, to send them off. Or if, you, if it's done in a particular ritual, it's actually to, to invite them, depending on the, on the objective. So it, so it actually serves a very real spiritual uh, 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 you know, function. Right. Uh, first and foremost, I think uh, something that Kohong mentioned is very true. Uh, because this whole paranormal thing is, is really not the usual stuff that people are dealing with. So if you want to know more about it, at the end of the day, unless unless you are you are making making it out of a, for for a living, you are a religious person. It, other than that, make sure that it, it, whatever you do, your research, your investigating, uh, will not affect your normal life. For example, uh, we we actually uh try out and uh, try to find out more about this Ouija board. You know, the, the, whereby you know that the, there's this board that communicates with the spirits many years back, and we have we actually have members. Uh, who got so attached to it and they want to play with it and try it for every weekend. So clearly they ha- this has become a form of addiction, you know. We have to be very mindful. Uh, there are a lot of risks involved. If you actually take it as, as real and then this will lead you as, uh, you know, to the wrong path. I think the immediate risk is not so much of the paranormal or supernatural. It's the, the, the risk, in, you know, around us. Like what Kohong mentioned, you know, the, 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 the environment that we, are, that we went to film, it's pitch dark, you know, the darkness, you know, the the outdoor, you know, who knows, you know, who will you encounter? We we went, you know, overseas, you know, with your, with our paranormal group, you know, to for for holiday, but we also throw in some investigation. Uh, this, this is our this uh, main concern, you know, the actual physical risk. Uh, we went to Malaysia, you know, to to do some investigation, some abandoned building in KL. We are not afraid of the ghosts and spirits. We are more afraid of, you know. If there's any anyone inside, you know, tr- trying to be funny. What about for you, Kong, as a non-fiction producer? Being a, a TV producer, a documentary maker, you know, you go through life making all kinds of shows, right? Because we don't choose what kind of shows we make from time to time, right? And uh, we have grown to be extremely open-minded in everything that we See in the world is damn stressful, uh. <laughs> so don't come into this job thinking that why wow, it's so cool, it's so fun and all that. Yes, it is fun and cool. If you were to compare compare to like uh, a journalist, right, what makes our, our job more uh, meaningful in my opinion is that every time we take on a project, you know, the amount of time that time that we get to, you know, spend on filming a story, you know, is 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 a bit longer and therefore it is much more immersive. Right. So, for example, I just made this this eight part uh, ghost uh, series, and we spent like you know four months uh, just working with all these people, and then it was a, a, an immersive experience just being able to spend the time with people like Wisely, Lorenzo, and all that. And in the process, you make friends that you normally wouldn't have the opportunity to 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 make. And you also uh, get to learn and be exposed to a lot of topics or subjects that you normally wouldn't get to learn about from anywhere. So 
supernatural is just one of the 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 experiences you know in our life i also do not want any of you to walk away thinking that oh you know i i don't subscribe to all this blah blah it's not that you know it's just a choice of not wanting to so-called get too involved in this simply because uh i want to keep my life the way it is yeah i don't want to get too scared about living alone going to some you know quiet places by myself you know i want to just be able to kind of like live life free from all this fear because you know believing in goals uh, brings along a lot of fear you know you just get so paranoid and also fear is in this context also can be about believing in superstition as well because you cannot exactly know for sure whether it is really true or not right so if you subscribe too much then then you could get too superstitious and that that's also not very healthy in my opinion yeah but at the same time please don't get me wrong you know uh no offense to all the believers out there i mean i respect everything and and uh, the supernatural or the ghost is just one of the entities that i respect yeah so i think yeah I, I think what is more important to me is to just go on living life uh in the straight path i guess you know just do the right thing be a good human being what experience would you give to uh, those who want to be like you you know be like a documentary producer in future if anyone were to want to come into this uh, industry definitely i think uh, first and foremost you have to be able to endure stress la because uh, the deadlines are very intense and clients uh, broadcasters expectations are very very high and they are getting higher and higher so you have to be able to deal with the stress of like very tight timeline very small budget and at the same time managing you know clients uh, high expectations you know doesn't matter how little time or how little money you get to spend on making your show the expectations get higher and higher and higher as as you grow so on one hand it is one of the coolest jobs but on the other hand it comes with a lot of a lot a lot of stress a lot of anxieties a lot of fears of failing so if our listeners want to find out more about you and your society and the adventures you go out to or even just to find out more about your research and how they can you know e- explore this this paranormal uh, world a little bit more safely where can they find you and your society wisely uh, we are on facebook so just uh, key in our name society of paranormal investigators singapore and you will see us so we got we got a page you can you know just follow us and then you know we, we will have postings you know and then feel free to comment and discuss we want to have a safe environment whereby nobody will laugh at you just come in you know just give in share your stories tell us how do you think and then we can discuss. So paranormal investigation or research may not be always outfield, you know. We can always do it at our comfort. In a way, you know, let's discuss and not treat it as a taboo. Of course, you know, not, not saying that you should be so involved that it, it actually affects your daily lives. Yeah. For us, I think you can reach out because we are a team, teamwork. Uh, I'm, I'm not a one-man show. <laughs> so it's just Google, you know, uh, just uh, fa- uh, you know, on Facebook, on, uh, on this uh, Twitter. You know, just search for, you know, Society of Paranormal Investigators and you can see our icon. So I think this is our our icon here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Some merch. Mm-hmm. 
And what about for you, Kohong? If uh, our listeners want to follow more of your work or maybe the work of uh, Otto Pictures, how can they follow you on your socials? Well, my full name is Lo Kok Hong, so that's where you can find me. That's my handle. Uh, as for my work and all that right now, Zoukung Jiang Kui Nali Yo Kui is available on YouTube free of charge. Feel free to watch it. We just launched it like, you know, a few weeks ago and it's still quite fresh. Other work from Ochre Pictures. Ochre has a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Just uh, search for Ochre Pictures and most of our shows are available on you know, all the MediaCorp platforms. You can catch the show on uh, MeWatch and YouTube on the links below. And then speaking of YouTube, you can also check out our page at the link below. Uh, check us out. We've got other guests coming in in more episodes. You can also go to YouTube and check out our old episodes. Uh, you just have to subscribe to our YouTube page for more of these updates. Yep, and do remember to drop us a 5-star rating because it's cool to be uncool. Catch you next time. Like this show? Then rate it 5 stars and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uncool is a podcast by creatives at work. It is produced, written, and hosted by Sean Lee Wincheong and co-hosted by Yenling Lo, co-produced by Raven Lim, and edited by Ray Ng. Uncool. It's cool to be uncool. On the next episode of Uncool, you worked with Tom Hardy, you worked with Forrest Whitaker. What was it like working with these cast? The camera was on me. It was my day to perform. The assistant actually called Mr. Forrest. Maybe you can take a break. He said, no, 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 Sony needs my eyeline, man. That's like how gracious this you, you can get from an Academy Award winner. You know what I mean? Uncool. New episodes every Saturday.